This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the 100 bucks is Rhett Gillins. He's in the restaurant industry and he feels stuck. He wants to start his own software business. So congratulations, Rhett, for your guys' chance to win 100 bucks every Monday morning. Simply subscribe to the podcast on iTunes now in order to enter and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove that you subscribed. Top Tribe, stay tuned tomorrow morning. You're gonna hear from Mark Gagner and he's gonna walk through how to use friends' money at an 8% annual interest rate to profit 500K all for yourself. Okay, Top Tribe, good morning. I've got a good friend on today. We met recently, but uh, we've got a lot of mutual connections. His name is Nick Sonnenberg, and Nick is a serial entrepreneur with a passion for solving problems. He spent eight years on Wall Street, uh, and he's a ton of experience there as a high-frequency algorithmic trader, and he decided to take the leap into the startup space. He's currently the CEO of CalvinApp.com, which is a productivity app to help cut down on all the back-and-forth emails and texts when making plans. He's also the co-founder of Less Doists with Ari Meisel, which is an elite outsourcing company that can handle pretty much any task. He was the recipient of the Gifford Fong Prize in Financial Engineering, as well as the youngest person to graduate from UC Berkeley with a master's degree in financial engineering. Nick, are you ready to take us to the top? I'm ready. All right, let's do this, man. So first things first, what was what were you doing on Wall Street, the high-frequency trading stuff? Right. So for eight years, basically, um, I was trading stocks, but purely mathematically based. So um, I would I'd create some uh, models and code it up and have the computers trade stocks for me. Um, at very high frequencies, basically, I was trying to capture fractions of a penny at microsecond speeds, and you know, I would I knew nothing about the companies that I was trading. It was purely math based. So these are the black. These are the, the, the when you read it, the kind of the black pools and the people running their own, like spending billions to run their own wire to the exchanges to cut like a fraction of a nanosecond off of a trade. This is the kind of stuff that you were thinking about. That's the stuff I was doing. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, yeah, you know, we we got we got a kind of a bad rap in the in the press, but yeah, we were like, you know, investing tons of millions and millions in like microwave technology to submit packets or to to sh- from New York to Chicago to save literally microseconds. Yeah, which so, which time definitely is money in that case when you're operating in that efficient manner. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. How much? I don't know if you even know this answer, but I'm curious. If you do, I'll be I'll be excited. Um, how much money? Do you have any idea how much money you processed in terms of transaction deals or deal uh, total money through the system? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I was trading billions of dollars a day. I mean, I was and given the country I was trading in. I mean, you on think- a given day, I could be five percent of the, I could be five percent of a of a market on a given day. Interesting. So that would be cool. What, do you think it was more than a trillion? Had to have been. Yeah, it, it over had time. To be more than tra- I mean, I mean, I, I I traded for eight years, and I mean, especially in the U.S., which is a very liquid market. I mean, some days I would trade, uh, you know, uh, five to ten billion dollars worth of uh, of stock. So, so you said to hell with this. I don't like it. I want to go into the productivity space. What were you thinking? There's a lot of similarity, you know, like with high frequency trading. A lot of it was, you know, building scripts to automate things for yourself. So. I was already doing it for business, 
you know, in finance, like automating things. And I got in touch with Ari, um, like three or four years back. And like, it just opened up my eyes to this whole other world that you can kind of take similar concepts, but apply it to personal life. And I just really got fascinated with it. Oh, it makes a lot of sense. So, so you quit that and, and Nick, how old are you? I'm 31. Okay. I asked that question because there's a lot of folks that might be listening right now that are in corporate or they're working at a comfortable job or they feel comfortable. And it helps when guests give the audience a sense of what they gave up to jump in and do their own thing. Are you comfortable sharing what your salary was when you were doing this high frequency stuff so people understand what you gave up? Um, I won't share exact numbers, but I gave up I gave up a lot. I mean, I gave up I was making seven figures when I was 25, 26. I gave all of that up. I was running uh I was running Asia X Japan doing high frequency trading. I gave up literally 85% of what I was making so that I can move back to New York because I was sick of Asia and being happy was more important to me. And then I gave, I gave New York a few years and then I gave up that extra 15% <laughs> again <laughs> gave, yeah, uh, to, to do the startup thing. Cause to, for me, uh, working on something interesting is the most important thing and having the freedom to work on what you want whenever you want. I was on a vacation with a friend who had his own company and uh, he was working by the pool on his laptop. And up until that point, I always thought that I had the coolest job. And then I realized that that's actually the, the win. <laughs> Very cool. So how much have you put invested of your own money in Calvin app or, or is it funded? Have you funded it externally? No, we haven't funded it externally. I, I've, I've put in $200,000 and we've raised like from, from friends and family, another 200,000. Uh-huh. Um, We've, we're still in, uh, we're in public beta right now. So we're in the app store, but by the time this podcast comes out, we will be fully live. Okay. Uh, and so when we do that, we'll raise a round. What do you think you'll raise at? I mean, what, are you looking to raise like 3 million, 10 million or less more? No, we're looking to raise less. I mean, we're looking to raise around 750. Uh-huh. I don't want to raise too much. We don't need that much right now. And, you know, we, we, we have a lot of uh, growth potential. So I don't want to give away too much of the company uh, up front. And will you do it? Will you do a convertible note or will you do it as a priced equity round? I'll see. I'll see in a couple months. I mean, I'm, I'm open to either, but probably, probably a convertible note. And what percent, I mean, what is like, I mean, you probably have a range for this, but like you would ideally like to give up less than what percent of your company for 750 K? Well, typically, you know, when you, any round that you're raising and you, 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 you're familiar with the space. I mean, around 15 to 20% is, I guess what, what you should expect. So uh, hopefully, hopefully around 15, 15%. So be aiming something like for evaluation somewhere around six to 8 million pre-money. Um, or actually, a cap in that range. Yeah. Somewhere, somewhere around that. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. So, so let's, let's talk about kind of what Calvin app actually is. So if a potential customer of Calvin app is listening, how will they know that they should use it? So, I mean, it's solving two big problems. The first is, and I I like to give this example, um, you know, where do you store places you want to go like restaurants? You know, it's either in an email or uh, people have word documents or Excel spreadsheets or Evernote documents, or they're putting it in their calendar on random dates. Um, so there's no place to store these like places or things that you someday want to do. So now with Calvin, it's, uh, there's, you can store these someday events in Calvin and then Calvin helps you 
find a time and eventually get it into your calendar. Um, so that's the, the, the first thing. And the second thing is uh, we help cut down all the back and forth email and text that goes into finding a time to meet. So uh, apart from just storing this plan, now getting it into the calendar involves scheduling and finding a time. And on average, this is a stat from Ari, it's 7.2 back and forth for two people to find a time to meet. And it's exponential for more. Um, so what do you count that, as a back and forth? Like the text sent, the email sent, a phone call? Yeah. Any other exactly. actions? Okay. No, like just that. Like well, however you communicate, that one, one round trip of communication. So uh, the way that we're solving that, if you're familiar with Outlook, um, Outlook for organizations, you can see the free busy of, your, of uh, your coworkers. We're doing that now with your address book on your phone. So if me and you are friends and we detect a, a mutual match in each other's uh, address book and we're, we're both on Calvin, we can overlap our calendars without me seeing the details of your calendar. And basically it shows me like what are good times to propose. And I can propose you a few times knowing that I'm proposing times that have empty space on your calendar. Great. Well, guys, uh, Top Tribe, just a reminder, we'll link to Calvin app along with the numbers and the data and uh, highlight Nick's story in the show notes at NathanLatka.com forward slash the top 152. Again, forward slash the top 152. So let's talk uh, about uh, kind of money now. So how are you, Nick, how are you making money from Calvin app? We're not right now. I mean, right now, the focus is just, um, you know, uh, getting this thing out there live, getting users, improving the product and getting it as sticky as much as possible. Um, down the road, there's, there's some obvious ways that we can monetize. Like one is affiliate partnerships. So if me and you're trying to plan a dinner, we can de- detect that dinner means we should probably show you open table in the event. Or likewise, if it's like movie night uh, with Nick, we could show you Fandango. So we can make money on those bookings. Um, and then the second way, which is a little bit more interesting, but way, way further down the road is, uh, integrating into brands. So you go to say like soulcycle.com someday you want to do soulcycle. We would like to be integrated on the, into these brands. So you can click the Calvin icon on their website and it stores it in your someday list in Calvin. And it's like a high quality lead for these companies. Now we're keeping them on the radar for you. And Calvin has a view of your calendar and SoulCycle's calendar. So now SoulCycle wants to send a promotion to you. Uh, we can say, hey, Nathan, it's 20% off SoulCycle this Wednesday at six, because we know that there's an open spot at SoulCycle and you have an open spot in your calendar. So you said your main focus right now are, are more users. I think you just gave a great overview of how the app works. What are you currently at now in terms of total monthly active users? Oh, it's, 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 we just, we literally just went into the app store the other, a few weeks ago. So, I mean, we're like around four, 400 ish right now. And so, so again, some people starting, they, maybe they only get 10 downloads their first few weeks. How'd you get the first 400 downloads? We were featured at Twitter's developer conference. Um, because we're part of this overlapping free busy is we're using Twitter friend finder, mm. um, uh, to detect which of your friends have Calvin. So we were featured as a, an app that's using friend finder in an, in an innovative way. Got it. Well, Nick, okay, before we get into my favorite part of the show, I just have to ask a question. Uh, who is Calvin? <laughs> uh, no one. It's actually... Why not NickApp.com? Well, we wanted Calvin because it's like a play <laughs> on word, like Cal, calendar. Um, we wanted it to be a name of someone, so it's branded as like a personal assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like the logo can be like a C for calendar, Calvin, create... 
So there's some some branding purposes. Got it. Calvin happens to be the ex-co-founder of a company that went under three years ago. Okay, Top Tribe, do not forget your chance to win a hundred bucks right here on the podcast every Monday. It's very simple. You just subscribe to the show on iTunes. And then once you've done that, text me to prove that you've done it. My number is 703-431-2709. Subscribe now and text me to enter. 703-431-2709. Top Tribe, one of my favorite tools that I use to pump out great blog content and to really hire growth hackers on demand is Growth Geeks. It's a great tool. I use it for my blog, for my images, to help with the podcast production. And I worked out a great deal with the founder because he was on the show. Go to growthgeeks.com forward slash the top to start a free trial right now. Again, growthgeeks.com forward slash the top. (laughs) We won't talk about those omens. All right. (laughs) All right, Nick, we're about to get into my favorite part of the show, man. You know what's next? What's that? It is time for the famous five. Are you ready? All right. Okay. Number one. What is your favorite business book? Um, that's a tough question. Uh, without plugging my other company, Less Doist, too much, my partner <laughs> Ari Mizell wrote a great book um, called Less Doing, and I would probably say that's the most practical book, not just for business, but overall, um, like self help book that um that I've come across. Okay, great. Number two, is there a CEO that you're following or studying right now? I mean, I don't follow too closely, but I mean, Jack Dorsey um, is pretty impressive guy doing Square and, and now Twitter. So that that's pretty impressive to me that someone could be the CEO of two massive companies mm-hmm. at the same time. Yep. Number three, is there a favorite online tool you use, Nick, like maybe Evernote? Okay. So I don't have one. I have, to, I have to say, like I was thinking about this. Um, so your company fault.cc is definitely one of my top five. I use that on a daily basis. Also, obviously Calvin is another one for, for scheduling and planning. Um, you know, since I'm running two companies with less to us than Calvin, um, we're using Slack a ton, Trello. Um, I use Evernote a ton too. So I, it's hard to say just one, like I'm really using all five of those nonstop. Got it. Makes good sense. And remind me again, you said you're 31 now. Yeah. So, um, and what's your situation? Are you married, single? Do you have kids? I have a a girlfriend. Girlfriend. Okay. So yes or no, are you getting eight hours of sleep every night? I would say seven. Okay. Between seven and eight. Okay, good. Fair enough. And then last question, Nick, take us back uh, 11 years. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? Um, I think I started coding like around when I was like, getting good at coding when I was like 25. Um, and also I, I never really had, I, I was so focused on engineering and, and math, not so much coding. Like I, I wish that when I was 20, I would have gotten a little bit more involved with uh, de- web development and also just like marketing and things that I considered to be more on the soft side of things. Um, it's, you know, I'm, I'm, tr- I'm catching up now, but I, I was really starting from zero a few years ago. Got it. Got it. Makes good sense. So you would say just be more active in some of the more soft skills. Soft skills, like be more open-minded. Like I was really just so focused on math and engineering. Like I, I didn't know anything about like marketing or design or web development. Um, so I would just say kind of be open-minded and try to be well-rounded. 
top tribe there you have it from launching and jumping right into the black hole high efficient market space trading well over potentially a trillion dollars to letting all of that go over a seven-figure salary letting it go investing 400k in his brand new startup calvin app and hopefully raising a healthy multi-million dollar round of funding here shortly nick thank you for taking us to the top thank you very much you bet okay top tribe i'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning and don't forget before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win a hundred bucks every Monday. Top Tribe, if you liked hearing from Nick today, go back and listen to Evie Mayer yesterday who quit his $100,000 job, raised 5.2 million bucks, and now he's selling an iPhone app for 150 bucks a year. 